the people of sake actually brought me into sake. Back in 1988, this place was actually in Ginza on the main drag. At first it was kind of soy sauce, it was miso. To the point where it actually changed my life. New Year's Day 1989. Uh, not just sake as a beverage, but all the culture and history of Welcome and thank you for once again tuning in to a brand new episode here at Sake on Air the world's very first podcast dedicated to expanding the dialogue surrounding Japan's iconic beverages of sake and shochu. My name is Justin Potts, one of your regular hosts here on the show. For a lot of people around the world, this year winding down and the new year ramping up tends to be a long-awaited opportunity to gather together and spend a bit more time with family, friends, loved ones, colleagues, Also, for many, it's a welcome opportunity to open up a few bottles of something special that they've been hanging on to, or to just put a bit more thought into what to open for whom and for what occasion. In doing so, it's a really great opportunity to extend yourself just a tad in order to sip some a bit more variety than maybe you would be accustomed to when tied to your routine that carries you out through the rest of the year. As such, We here at Sake on Air like to think of this as a wonderful season and opportunity not to only sample some fantastic new sake and shochu, but to proactively share these stellar beverages with friends and family, and maybe even establish a few new holiday classics all of your own. So this week I rang up each and every member of the team to find out exactly what their sake and shochu routines and go-to drinks and drinking styles for the season look like, as well as to see if they happen to have any special drink plans or suggestions for the weeks ahead. Naturally, depending on where it is you call home is going to determine your access to different styles of sake and shochu, and so your mileage with some of the team's suggestions may vary a bit, but we still thought it would be a fun opportunity to share just a little bit of our holiday season with all of our listeners. So with that, let's get on with the holiday show. It's just about holiday time. And so, you know, I thought it would be fun to get the thoughts and feelings of the team and see what everybody's go-to beverages are for the holidays, for the new year, what get what's their festive beverage of choice, what they're taking home with them this year if they go home for the holiday season. You know, when I say, you know, holiday drinks and we're talking sake and shochu or aomori, if that may be, you know, what I'm just wondering kind of what comes to mind for you, gentlemen, if you have any recommendations or feelings about those that you want to share with our listeners. How about, John, how about we start with you, sir? That sounds good. Sure. Sounds cool. Yeah. So to me, there's really two definitions of holiday drinks. Uh, and accordingly, then two different types of sake that would apply to that. And again, I'm going to limit it to to sake because uh, I don't drink much distilled stuff at all. And this isn't a, a, a beer show <laughs> or a sparkling wine show. So um, in terms of the sake that I would classify as holiday drinks, there's two definitions. So accordingly, there's going to be two types of sake that I'll drink. And one is the one that I have on New Year's morning. I mean, I think a lot of listeners know that New Year's is the biggest day of the year in Japan, uh, the biggest holiday of the year. And the first meal of the year, breakfast, which is called osechidori, is really, really special. And historically and traditionally, it came from the fact that nobody worked for three days after the New Year's Day. Uh, and so everything had to last for two or three days without a whole lot of refrigeration and stuff. And it had to taste good. <laughs> and so it's just a really, really special morning. So to me, uh, New Year's morning, the sake that I start with 
Uh, it's actually about the only time where I actually drink expensive sake. It's going to be special sake. It's going to be rare sake. Usually something I've been saving. Uh, I've fared it out over the last couple of months and set it aside for that morning. Uh, usually it's going to be Daiginjo, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, one of the reasons why is because I've learned over the years, or some people will say, uh, that the way you spend the first day of the year kind of foreshadows or portends how the rest of the year is supposed to go. Say some. I've actually not found that to be my experience, but it's fun to think about that anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, I try to start the year with something a bit zaytaku, a bit special. So and the way I usually do it is I start with just a sip or two with breakfast, right, with, with, the, with the family, uh, and then make that bottle last throughout the day. Maybe a little sip in the middle of the afternoon, polish that puppy off around dinner time. But usually that first bottle of sake of the year with still hopes that it's going to portend how the rest of the year goes uh, is usually something special, something expensive, something very rare. So that's one. Then there's uh, type two or holiday, holiday drinks 2.0. And to me, that's got to be something really simple or more importantly, quick to enjoy. In other words, you don't need long discussions. You don't need complicated explanations about things like yeah. It's like straight <laughs> ass junmai. It's going to be good. Yeah. Sit down, sufficient to impress, right? And you yeah. got to have more than one bottle because people will come and visit you, right? If it's something really yeah. special, you get one bottle, you're done, right? And, and it's I mean, gone. Everybody gets a sip and it's over with, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. It's like, well, that was fast. But I mean, you know, yeah. somebody get two or three bottles with you, visit somebody, you bring it, they come and visit yeah. you, you got some in stock. Um, so uh, uh, th th those are the kinds of sake I like to drink throughout the holiday season. Do you usually spend holidays in the U.S. or here in Japan, or is it just case by case? Do you do you associate holiday sake drinks more with now being in Japan or being in the U.S.? Oh well, even when I'm here, it's it's definitely more being in Japan because I associate my whole alcohol yeah. life with Japan. Actually, yeah, 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 <laughs> well, most yeah, yeah. of it anyway. That's not true. I do like a lot of craft beer too. So yeah, but uh, what we've done over the years that we enjoy the most is we spend Christmas in the U S and then like on the 26th, we fly back to Japan and get to enjoy new year's in, in Japan. That's really the yeah. optimal way to do it, but if it's not always that, that simple. You know? yeah. like, kids get older, you know, I don't know. Yep, pandemics happen. Pandemics happen. <laughs> so you can't flight really costs, that off, right? holiday season, all, all that, that stuff that, happens. Yeah. So that, all that excitement. Yeah. Yeah. So this year it'll be a little bit different. My son's in Tokyo, but I'm with the rest of my family here for now. So. I like that. I like that picking one bottle and nursing that throughout. Oh the yeah. Room. That's classy. <laughs> it is. That's classy. Is. I like yeah. it. I like it. I, I, I don't know if I'd have the willpower to, to, to do that. I, I'm sure I could make a, an entire bottle disappear within that day, but I, I tend to get my curiosity starts blossoming throughout the day, you know, as you just kind of eat more yeah, and but... the day changes and people, people come in and out. I, I start to, I start to, lose my focus and start opening things. I guess if you drink too much at breakfast, I mean, you know, everything kind of blossoms and it's yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, the yeah, most yeah. productive of days. Not that the first day of the year has to be productive, but you know, it's, it's, that's, that's the, that's the one way we get to, to kind of fully tap out though. Right. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, Christopher, how about you, sir? What's uh, what do you, what, when you, what do you associate with the holidays when it comes to these fine beverages? I, I love what, how John kind of channeled it into a couple of different main um, baskets because it's very similar to what I do. I mostly go with, with things that are very rare or special occasion bottles that I've been holding on to for a long time. I've got a whole damn closet of the things and, I, and I'm actually just looking for reasons to open them because I, I mean, 
<laughs> I've got alcohol yeah. licenses in my name. I can't sell this stuff on Medukadi. I'll, I'll lose my licenses, yeah. right? I'll lose yeah, my yeah, yeah. alcohol license. So <laughs> I need to share it with people. And so I just need people to come by. Um, but uh, so I do have a number of oddballs that I've been, yeah, I've socked away for a long time. And then I always end up thinking about the Nat King coal riff and chestnuts roasting over an open fire. And chestnut shochu uh, can be really, really nice. And I think it's very appropriate for the holidays. So I tend to have a bottle of that around. And then I and then much like John said, if I'm going to be entertaining, then I need to have something that's going to endure that can that can handle five, six, ten waves of guests, people bringing you know, paper plates of cookies and brownies by that they cooked and, and exchanging gifts and that sort of thing. So I, I will often have uh, just my standard emojochu ready to go oyuari, um, something also that can go well with coffee. So often an awamori that will pour well in coffee and, and can just make some kind of light, light, easy to go afternoon cocktails for people to keep them on the bright side of things. And that that's kind of my approach, kind of similar to John's. No long, really long words or phrases involved, um, much like he said. And just keep it, keep it, uh, keep it delicious and keep people smiling. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I, li I like the aomori and coffee. I'm going to try that this year. Yeah, that sounds I pretty had, good. That had never crossed my mind, actually. Work. And I'm absolutely going to try that. Works very well. Right? <laughs> Cause it's right. Cause here, here it's got such the, it just has such an association with Okinawa. Right. And yep. so it just gets so trapped in that. Yep. And right. And I guess for us, we probably, you know, we associate the holidays with the Northern hemisphere and probably colder temperatures and the things that go along with that. Whereas, you know, Aomori often gets associated with Okinawa and beaches mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and all that time. And so, that's not something that I, I was actually trying to think when thinking about what my, what my drinks are. I was like, what would I, what would be an awamori beverage for the holidays? And that's, that's going to be my, that's going to be my experiment now this year. I like it. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's something to be said for, I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of rum and I've just with every passing season, I get more and more into it. And for me, there's an eggnog angle there. There's a, there's definitely a rum there's a place for rum and there's a place for kokuto shochu too, especially the really, the joatsu, the atmospheric distilled, super like funky, grassy, minerally, um, treacle, molasses, caramel, really over the chart, over the top levels of dark yeah. sugar qualities. Yeah, 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 Those yeah. can be so satisfying in colder months, even though they are from what are osten yeah, yeah, ostensibly yeah, yeah. the subtropics, just much like Okinawa. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a lot of, yeah, yeah, lot yeah. of stuff that can be leveraged from down there too. Oh, very cool. Eggnog, eggnog, nah. and shochu beverages. Yeah, I was sick at awamori and eggnog. That just popped idea. into my mind. I've never tried that before. Awamori and eggnog. That's very interesting. Yeah, eggnog's kind of rich. I can drink a lot more shochu yeah. awamori <laughs> yeah, than I can eggnog. Yeah, it just, it just has, yeah, it hasn't, just the, uh, that, just the eggnog option hasn't hasn't popped up in a long time. But now that, now, now you yeah, got those yeah, gears yeah. turning. Very good. I like it. I like it. I like it. No, very cool. Very cool. No, I was, I've just been trying to think what I'm going to, I'm going to be back in the U S for the first time in a good while this year for the holidays. And so I don't know exactly what I'm, uh, exactly what I'm going to go for, but I have to, I have to stock up to go home because I'm literally going to the desert. So it'll be literally a sake desert where I'm going. So I have to, I have to, <laughs> I have to plan accordingly. 
I have to plan ahead, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I associate the holidays with late breakfasts and brunches, you know, so things that I can kind of nurse over that time. So I'm thinking like, like five, 6% ABV, like kind of tangy, kind of sweet, like nigori dobodoku type stuff that I can just like munch on with a quiche and stuff at, you know, 1030 in the morning, 11 in the morning. I feel like that might be kind of my go-to, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm not a big sparkling any person, you know? And so I, I, you know, I, I imagine, you know, there's a lot of great sparkling sakes that I could probably fill that void, I think as well too. Um, but when I, when really sitting down and trying to think about what, what my go-to would be in there, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I might want to go kind of super, super low ABV and, you know, something I can at least to get, get things started for the, for the uh, early morning hours. That's kind of, we'll see. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be conducting a few more of these chats with the rest of the team. So I'll, I'll continue to extrapolate on other possibilities and, and, and future talks, but very cool. Very cool. Will you gentlemen take care of this holiday? Have a very happy, safe, healthy, tasty beverage infused holiday season and look forward to checking in for uh, more sake and shochu talk in the new year. Yeah, All, right. Cool. We'll do. All right. All right. I'll be back on the 8th. I'll talk to you guys soon after that. Both of you guys have Perfect. a happy, happy holiday good. season. All right. You too, John. All right. You gentlemen, right. take Thank good. You. Have a great, a great holiday. We'll talk to you here soon. All right. Look forward to Cheers. it. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Well, I think end of year generally in Japan is a pretty exciting time of the year, right? Um, so we're not, I guess, most of us aren't too religious on Christmas, but I think end of year is like a crazy shopping spree time, buying lots of like yummy things to share with your family time. And I think sake is probably at the top of that shopping list for a lot of people out there. Well, it's there. The, the most sake sold in Japan is the month of December, like hands down far and away above mm-hmm. and beyond every other month. And Makes yeah, last year, sense. yeah, this is the busiest time of year, not just for um, the shops and retailers and distributors, but also for the breweries because they're having to get all their shipments out and stuff. And it's also a bre- busy brewing time. So this is generally the most chaotic time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that means that a lot of people are drinking sake. And last year around this time, the uh, just things with the way of the world, they thought everything was kind of you know, lightening up and everybody is going to be out and be able to go out and have all their new year celebrations and all of their end of the year get togethers. And right at the beginning of December, they, uh, what, what is it? They did the, uh, uh, what do you call it? I can't even, my, my brain's not working today. State of emergency. State of emergency. Exactly. They, they had announced another state of emergency right at the beginning, right when like the busiest season of the year, what should have been the busiest season of the year for everybody mm-hmm. kicked in. And so it was really, really rough on everybody last year. So we got to do our part in getting a lot of sake sold and consumed uh, over the next month. And so, yeah, I just wanted to check in with the two of you and see what, see what you were planning for your holidays or if you have any iconic holiday sake related beverages or drinks that you are uh, planning to return to this year or if you've got anything set aside or any good suggestions for our listeners 
um yeah chris hughes marie nagata yeah, what, do you, I, what do you got what do you got lined up this year i got a i got a, a few eight sake and uh kijoshi because i think um i think probably if i was back home in the uk you know at christmas i'd be drinking a lot of sherry and uh and perhaps uh and a lot of a lot of probably a lot of wine as well but mm -hmm. i'd be drinking a lot of sherry i think it's hard to get my family to kind of drink any Is sake. um but i think, I think a lot of sherry for christmas yeah, oh it's very british sherry yes um if if you if you go on youtube and you look up like old uh political comedies they're all they're all drinking sherry all the politicians oh, wow. uh, i didn't know about this yeah we we created the boom for sherry basically <laughs> yeah yeah um so you know i i found that the the closest thing to sherry really mm -hmm. and not that i'm per really going out of my way to try and find a sake that tastes like sherry but just by chance i noticed that a lot of kijoshu and a lot of aged sake have very very sherry like notes mm. and like hazelnut and you know some of the more kind of the the secondary like vanilla and and you know lots of different nuts and um chocolate and things like that and mm -hmm. spices and um yeah and it goes really well with british christmas dinner you know um or new year's food which tends to be quite rich and um quite oily as well but here in japan i mean new year you know when when celebrating the actual uh the coming in of the next year i i the new year i do tend to go for something quite simple, like a, maybe a daiginjo or a, yeah, like a jimai daiginjo, um, probably because I'm pairing with, most likely pairing with Japanese food um, as well. Yeah. Do you do osechi for New Year's? Is that something I'm you not a try to partake in? fan of osechi, really. But, um, <laughs> I do it like- makes two of us. It, Really? But I will say, I think the British Christmas dinner is very easy to pair with sake. There's a lot of, umami in there i remember trying to pair i think it was a jimai daiginjo from dasai one year with my with my christmas dinner and it went swimmingly really well um yeah so there you go if you happen to be in the uk or uh enjoy the Christ british style christmas dinner i recommend a glass of sake switch your wine for sake <laughs> or you know they they it doesn't it has to necessarily be one or the other they can all they can no. all coexist <laughs> yeah mix and match yeah. mix and match yeah. absolutely yeah marie how about you what is your what does your new year's look like is 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 sake usually integral to your new year at all oh absolutely yeah especially because i'm not too big a fan of the cold so you know a week off or two weeks off at the end of the year means i'm mostly staying in and being a lazy home buddy yeah um yeah. <laughs> back with my parents place and that's kind of like where you know um our family kind of gathers and we'll have a lot of like family meals together and yeah like a very relaxed time of the year however however um sake is a big part of any such occasion and i especially starting last year now that um with the entire um the pandemic and everything affecting the sake industry i've kind of made it a a, a mission to go out and purchase sake from um you know several producers that i've come to know over the years and to like use them for christmas gifts to friends and family um also for my own consumption just so that i can be of little help in any small way 
That's cool. Yeah. That's that's a really good idea, actually. Just using it as an opportunity to not just for yourself, but to gift it because it's a it's a cool it's a cool New Year's gift too. I mean, even it whether is, you're, whether you're in Japan or overseas, you know, if you, if you happen to know where there's good stuff to give somebody something like that for Christmas or whatever Hanukkah, whatever whatever your holiday celebration of of choices, or for New Year's, right? To have something to crack along with the along with the champagne or something bubbly, you know, that would be that would be that's a really good idea. Yeah, I mean, like I just thought, you know, it's a little bit more sort of like thoughtful um and intentional than just going out and getting like a random stocking staffer for um for friends and family sake is very well received and even for those who don't normally enjoy sake i think the holiday season is a good time to sort of surprise them with something a little less expected like uh bottles of sake fit quite nicely in stockings I don't think, we? so um i think so and then you know sake come in yeah. all, side, all sorts of um sizes the bottles so that's another good thing that's a great idea i think uh i might do the same thing like uh, pick like 10 breweries that i've discovered over the year and, and try and gift them to someone yeah um, just so that yeah it's a really that good you idea. can you know say a little thanks to the producers yeah and yeah and everybody's it's I, I think people are receptive to people have the time they got kind of the mental bandwidth and the uh they're a little more receptive to to tasting and trying new things and spend spending time on stuff so when everybody's yeah. just sitting around sipping things and snacking to be able to throw a couple things out, out on, out on the bar, out on the table. Um, it's a, it's a good opportunity to, uh, to uh, bring a few more uh, sake lovers mm. into the fold. And, and if you're throwing a Christmas party, I mean, like, you know, there, there's really a no better time to, to try and introduce sake to people in a party. You know, if you're in charge of picking the, you know, arranging the alcohol, and even if you're not, you know, why not take a bottle of sake along to the party as opposed to taking a bottle of wine? You know, I think uh, parties are a great time to just sort of get, you know, a few more people to try it. And uh, and people are generally more relaxed and casual in parties and, you know, more willing to try new things as well. Now I really want to have some <laughs> beverages. <laughs> I feel like I have to remedy something. I have to, I have to go out and, and hunt something tasty down. Um, Marie, Chris, thanks so much for sharing your holiday thoughts, suggestions, ideas. Uh, very, very happy holidays to the both of you, wherever it is you spend the season and uh, hope it's filled with lots of tasty beverages. Thank you again so much. And we'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll see you in the new year. So here we are. I've been going around. I've been making the rounds to all the all the crew members here at Sake on Air and picking everybody's brains for holiday favorites in the world of sake and shochu. I wanted. I'm curious as to kind of what everyone tends to gravitate toward uh, toward the end of the year when the festivities liven up and people start getting together for whatever it is you you choose to celebrate this time of year and then sort of how that evolves into the into the new year and if that's different or in any way whether you're at home wherever it is your uh place of origin may be or here in japan and i'm just sort of curious to kind of explore what uh, what works for everybody and see if anybody has any ideas or suggestions that our that our listeners might be into and so today i've got uh both sebastian and cindy on the line um so i want to i want to pick both of your brains a little bit here um sebastian you and i've been kind of chatting for a little here but here mm -hmm. before we got started um you're going to be in japan this year 
I'm guessing right. for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. So what yeah, is, I mean, do like you, every do you... year we, we try to get the children here. Um, the yeah. reason is for those who know Japan and, and Tokyo in particular, I think that uh, yes, Tokugawa was definitely one of the most brilliant individuals in Japanese history, picking up Edo and which became Tokyo as the capital for the country, because we, I mean, basically this city has been escaping some of the worst typhoons, even though it was it in the past. And the winters here are great, aren't they? I mean, blue skies around. Um, and yes, I mean, my, our preference as a family is to be here rather than, um, than, in, than in France for Christmas, especially in Normandy with these low hanging dark clouds uh, that uh, makes the climate over there. So, I mean, how does it look like for us? I mean, we, we, we tend to play a lot of mahjong or, or cards or trump cards. So, and um, we have foods coming. Um, I mean, my wife is uh, doing uh, I mean, some great efforts at that time some other year to, to prepare things um, for the day. And we try to help from time to time. To say that, um, we drink quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because when you spend your day uh, playing mahjong or cards and having food on the table uh, coming and going without stopping, we drink quite a bit. It's a, it's a time of, uh, of, uh, of trying new things. Um, and my our consumption is, is gravit. I mean, my consumption is, is gravitating to two, two directions. Uh, one is Shinshu, because as you very well know, of course, this is the very exciting time when we have um, freshly pressed sake available on the shelves. And it's always something not to miss, uh, get that taste of the new year, uh, that, um, that, um, that it, and it's always a discovery. And maybe I, 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 I mean, I was touched by one of, uh, by, by an Instagram post by uh, Nida San yesterday. Uh, maybe I'll get back to, to, to that later in the discussion. So that's one thing, Shinchu. And the other thing is because our food is gravitating as well toward uh, maybe richer, um, richer stuff. Um, we are, I'm, I'm digging, I'm digging up in uh, my sake cellar, uh, some bottles that I don't drink that often, like, like Koshu or um, uh, fuller body, thicker sake. And, and today I wanted to, uh, to focus on one in particular, which is Akazake from Kumamoto. Um, but before I, I tell you more about this, let's speak, let's ask Cindy. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair, very curious. That was not what I was expecting, I'm curious. Yeah, so Cindy, how about you? What are your, if you were, when you were here in Japan, and does the sake make it onto your onto your table or become a part of your experience this time of year? Yeah, I must say it's a bit difficult because I normally go home, so I kind of missed about two Christmas in all my life. So this is going to be the third one, um, and as you might expect, there normally isn't a wide range of sake found in Switzerland. So, I fair have enough. Right. I used to bring sake home, but I would bring it for friends because I have a limited amount that I can bring over. And I had quite a few friends that are really interested. So my family is not very sake 
verse yet, but hopefully we'll change that in the future. Because I have found, and I think that's something we do quite a bit, is we, we have sparkling wine before dinner or we have sparkling wine to toast. And I have found quite a few sparkling sakes that I think my family might enjoy. So that was my idea for them to bring home last year and then that didn't happen so <laughs> we'll see we'll see but uh, so but yeah the, we are the, I mean, we eat right and we drink and we're married yeah, I yeah. Well, so the gifting idea is good though too. and it's for some reason i don't even know why that didn't occur to me but i was chatting with um big chris uh and marie just the other day on on the same topic and marie was like this is this is my sake gifting season and i was i was like well that makes so much sense right i mean we're in a position to be able to do that whether it, whether you're going home or whether you're here you know and people are even if they aren't able to go out as much to be able to you know everybody's got their stuff available online to be able to pick out some some seasonal favorites or to you know if you you know where something tasty might be that you know those without you know, those, those connections or those opportunities to be able to connect them with something like what a great opportunity, right? This time of year to, to just gift sake, right? So everybody's got a little bit more, a little bit more bandwidth to sit down and kind of enjoy and, and kind of soak it all up. So definitely. Totally. And I, I don't know, actually, now I'm just thinking about, because we used to have these advanced calendars and they're actually doing this with wine. So I'm now I'm kind of thinking, why is there no sake advent's calendar that every day you open the door and there is a new sake in there to discover so i'm kind of thinking this could be amazing idea this is a very good idea that's a product we we actually probably shouldn't put this on air because we need to yeah we should we need to cut this this is a brilliant idea we're gonna have to get on this fast yeah oh my goodness i'm oh god i'm so glad i've gotten in touch with all of you're all (laughs) You're on top of it. You are on your game this season. Very good. Very good. Well, Sebastian, tell me a little bit. I want to get back to your, your Akazake here yeah. again, because it's not too often that I, that I hear that come up. And I'm, I'm curious what, why that for this season? Mm. Well, actually, it's, it starts from, uh, or it started from Otoso, which is this um, sake that you drink on the first day of the year. Um, to for your own health and to wish good health to everyone in the family. You can do auto so many different ways, and um, and uh, you can take a, a traditional sake and buy some um, herbs, uh, a set of herbs and spices from um, from from a merchant, from a specialist merchant. Um, but I mean, again. Uh, sake is, has always has been for me over the years an amazing way to uh, discover um, new things, things I didn't know in Japanese culture and, and history. And I found out that um, one of the sake that has often been used or that is often proposed for otoso is, uh, is akazake. Akazake as akazake produced in Kumamoto. Um, I guess akazake is is used to be produced everywhere in Japan, but today uh, it's become more or less synonymous with with Kumamoto because it stayed in Kumamoto as a as a as a very strong tradition, and it was the only sake 
for until uh, until the, the beginning of the of the 20th century yeah. and um, yeah, you have to explain everybody to what what akazake is here real quick yes, i actually so, don't know if we've ever actually yeah. brought this up on the show before uh, i guess uh we hmm, i was listening to uh, our last episode for 2019 which was about aromas Okay. And uh, Chris mentions it, so I invite you to listen. There is, to there, is there is precedent. <laughs> there is a precedent. I mean, but, akazake. But just to remind is, everybody, yeah. yeah, sure, sure. Akazake is called akumochi, akumochi sake as well. It's not very helpful. Um, what akazake is is sake to which ashes from woods have been added, and um, this has. Uh, a couple of um, results or I mean impacts on the on the taste of of such sake. I was what I was wanted to say is that it, it's it, that tradition of adding ashes to sake was uh, used or was uh, applied uh, in many different regions of Japan. Um, even I think in the Nada region, even though quickly enough Nada found different ways to, to preserve uh, their sake for, for export to Edo. Um, because uh, in the, 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 by experience, Brewers found out that the, the, the sake was less, um, I mean, there was, there was a lower risk of spoilage if, uh, if you added ashes to the, to the mash or to the end or to the sake being uh, stored um, for 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 maturation, um, the the result of it is that this kind of kills the acidity of sake, and even make it slightly alkaline. And um, what it what it tells us is uh, the the sweetness of the sake is 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 much is much stronger than the perceived sweetness is much stronger. Um, because the acidity, there is no acidity to balance it. And the second thing is that in such an alkaline environment, the, um, you have the ideal conditions for a, a Maillard reaction. And so the sake quickly turns into something brownish, reddish. Um, and hence the aka, meaning, meaning the red, aka, right? Which means yeah. red. Yeah. Yeah. And um, well, I tasted it the first time, and well, a little bit surprised. It's it's sweet. It's 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 thick, like a, you know, like 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 a cough syrup. It doesn't exist much in Japan, but definitely in in my country, and I guess in Switzerland as well. I don't know about the US. Um, we give cough syrups to children, and it has a bit of that, a bit of that texture and and sweetness, and and but soon enough, you have some some aromas of ripe. I mean, ripe fruits um, coming out, and um, and um, and it's got a savory, a savory taste to it. Um, so it replaces uh, otoso for the first day of the year. Um, but I found, uh, and when I was suggested, and I tested uh, another application for that, is for cocktails, because if you mix, if you blend. A kazake with a regular, possibly um, quite sour um, sake, uh, you end up with a completely uh, different uh, 
animal, uh, something which has a bit of the characteristics of an aged kijoshu. The sweetness, the, the caramel, the caramel flavors, the um, a bit of acidity to balance it. And then it becomes something fun to pair with what you would pair a kijoshu with. Uh, desserts and something sweet to do some coating, I mean, coat some sweet dessert in more sweetness. Or why not a foie gras, which is a, a typical dish uh, from, uh, from the French culture, especially for, for Christmas. Very nice. And I'm curious, would you always drink it cold or would you also warm it up? Mm, I've never tried it warm, to be honest. I've, I mean, it's at room temperature because I don't keep it in the fridge. Mm. Um, and when I, I tend to blend it with, with a cold sake, so I've never tried it, I've never tried yeah. it warm, but why, but why not? I imagine it, yeah, right. I imagine it could be good as an otoso as well, though, too. Once you infuse the the herbs and spices Absolutely. and things in there, it could be really, really great. Yes. I usually use, I usually make our otoso from mirin every year, yes, um, which is really, really. Also, I highly suggest if you can if you yes. can find a proper mirin wherever you're at, you take some, whatever you know, the the types of things that you might infuse your your cider with or something like that at home you know, some, some herbs and spices and things and, and chuck those in that, in a, in a high quality mirin and you'll have essentially a really, really great otoso. It'd be really, really fantastic. Absolutely. And actually, um, some of the flavors of this uh, akazake are similar to mirin. However, there is a huge difference between, uh, as far as I understand, between home mirin and akazake um, in terms of process. Can you guess which one? A uh, big difference in process? Yeah. Between me the... and Akazaki. Tricky one. The, the shochu? <laughs> well, the, I mean, in Mirin, yeah. there, is no, there is no fermentation. No. Um, in, to, as, far as, my is, as far as I understand, mm. the way to produce mm. Honkaku Mirin is to add koji and rice mm. in, uh, in shochu. Mm. And so the, the, the sweetness and mm. the um, amino acids produced by the koji will, yeah. will, will change the nature of the shochu mm, and mm, makes mm, that mm. fantastic um, mm. drink or, 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 um, or how do you say um, in English? Uh, I'm looking for my word here because Melin is used in cooking mostly. Yeah. Um, uh, what am I looking for other word? Uh, Tired on Friday night. Anyway, That's all right. so let's, let's, keep, let's keep on beverage. Let's, com yeah. let's consider that home is a beverage. Basically, what I'm saying is there is no fermentation in Mirin, mm. whereas Akazake mm. is sake. So it went through the fermentation, uh, through a fermentation process. And it's mm. only toward the end of the process that mm. the ashes are added mm. to the mash or to the sake. Mm. And, and to create that that different um, that different thing, so it's a bit of a of a mystery how how you can produce kind of similarly tasting and textured uh, drinks from these yeah, two yeah, very yeah, different yeah, processes. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. The last thing I should add is uh, Akazake is not seishu. Yeah, it's zakushu. Um, yeah. Because of this addition of ashes, which is not mm, 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 mm. Um, 
uh, which is not how do I say documented, accepted, validated uh, yeah. under the the guidelines for the entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So then what happens? How about how about then once we get into we get into New Year's? Does your does your drink of choice or anything change for you as you gravitate toward New Year's? Whether that be something at home or something for the I guess, I mean, you know, the New Year's Day is obviously Old Tulsa. That's that's mm -hmm. one that's very iconic here. But then, you know, New Year's is one of the very, very, very few times when the Japanese population can can actually tap out for a few days and, and just kind of um, mellow and, you know, take that little bit of extra time and, and have a drink or two a little earlier in the day. Um, you're able to get away with that. What's what's your, what's the what's the New Year's look like for you then? It's probably the time when I drink more honjozo than at other times of the year. Because honjozo, good honjozo is good. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. actually very good. Yeah. And absolutely. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's absolutely, I think it's a fantastic drink to, because you, you drink, basically, you drink on it all day. I mean, yeah. uh, we, we, my, um, we, have, we have a party at home and then we have a party at night. At my in-laws, and and so yeah, this, and then you finish the you 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 finish the, the leftovers, and, no. and and we continue to play mahjong. No. Uh, so, uh, Rondozo is um, is a perfect drink. Is a perfect drink for that. It's uh, it's light. I mean, it tends to be quite a, a light um, light sake, and um, it's it's. It's great to um, um, to to help digestion in a way. Oh, fair enough. I can I, I can get behind that. Absolutely. No 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 complaints there. Not at all. How about you, Cindy? Was, you got you got plans for what you're going to crack this year on on New Year's? Anything? Yeah, I feel like I'm going to go with Sebastian's. Um recommendation here <laughs> i might just crack open the honjoso all day and and relax somewhere in the snow um yeah it's again it's for me i'm not usually in japan so this is my second new year and last year we didn't do anything because we weren't really allowed to do much it was just as the start of the emergency again so i think this is going to be a nicer one i'll definitely want to see what i can try get my hands on so yeah. any, be a, any... a year a year for experimentation yeah, we can talk again after the new year and I'll, I'll report <laughs> and follow back. up. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I tend to, for some reason on New Year's, I tend to gravitate toward Taruzake on New Year's. And mm, why not? I don't, I don't have, you know, I don't have a particular reason or justification for it. There's just something about, some, for some reason, New Year's Day in Japan pretty much the weather is always fantastic. Like it's almost always a sunny day. It's almost always sunny and clear, cold. You know, well, depending on where you're, unless you're in Okinawa or something like that. But, you know, and I don't know, just something about the mood and feeling on that day, I tend to set aside a bottle of Tarazake just for New Year's and, you know, crack that after visiting the shrine in the morning for the Hatsumo day and then come home and start getting the snacks going and, you know, mm -hmm. warm, warm up the Tarazake and just sort of nurse that 
kind of throughout the day. That tends to be one of one of my go-tos. What, what do you think? What attracts you uh, at this particular time in, in Taruzake? Is it... Um... <laughs> You know, I don't know. To be honest, to be honest, I don't know. And I, I, so I'm, I, I choose tarazake anyway. Occasionally, like I just, I drink it because I enjoy it. Good stuff. You know, for me, it's just a viable option anytime. But for some reason, I, I don't know. To be honest, maybe it has something to do with just. At the end of the day, I'm not from here, and just the a one some just. I don't know, the New Year's, just the that time you spend on New Year's here, it just it feels so unique to the experience of being here. And maybe I just, for some reason or another, I sort of developed some sort of association with Tarozake being sort of representative of that experience. Or I don't know. I don't, I, I really don't have a logical justification for it, but it tends to be something I gravitate toward. Um, that or like just a very effervescent chunky nigori or doboroku or something like that that's mm. another one i tend to go to especially if we're outside and i can get outside um might do like a little you know campfire or something outside when it's cold and just to sit over, over sit over the campfire and have something like a chilled sort of doboroku or just very very effervescent wild kind of out of control nigori that you almost have to chew on and just to kind of sit there you know outside in the cold or over a fire and, and do something like that that tends those are yeah. for some reason i tend to yeah it tends to go be one, one of the two of those or both <laughs> don't, don't you think that's uh what a, that's because we do things that we don't do the rest of the year mm. so there is this change in our daily schedule there is this change in our, in our food as well to a certain to a certain extent and all these bottles that we've accumulated throughout the year and put in our cellars in our fridges mm -hmm. saying well mm -hmm. i really want to have this but i don't know when i'm going to have it and, yeah. and 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 you know in throughout i mean time flies and 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 we just never seem to find the right opportunity to open it with our daily uh, with our daily fare I would say uh, and, and suddenly end of the year as we change our rhythm, change our schedule, change our food um, it just sounds like the right time to um, to, to open this from from, from the from, from the corners I don't, I don't yeah. know yeah, it could be. I mean, because because they're both like I said for me, those both of those types of soccer are things that I love or that I would choose any time of the year. But you're right, actually. I probably the stuff that's at home in the cellar or in the fridge, I probably wouldn't crack one of those just for myself. Um, I'd want to, you know, do it with somebody or share it because I yeah. may might not go through a whole bottle on, on my own, you know, or whatever. And if you're mm -hmm. having people over and sharing sake and things like that, it's the type of thing that maybe I wouldn't always choose to open with everybody because it's, you know, you, I, I aim to, I aim to please, you know, and I try to, you know, for those that are more, that are, you know, more open, obviously I'll, you know, I'll, I'm willing to take any, pull anything out of the cellar, but um, you know, it's one that, yeah, I probably, you're right. I probably wouldn't necessarily, choose to open uh and, yeah, and you know and, and impose on everyone 
I'm so jealous of your sellers and riches. <laughs> and I guess a lot of the listeners are really jealous as well because a lot of us don't have a cellar full of sake that you yes, have your little treasures hidden away for a special occasions. So that's yeah, nice. I love that. I think that's my future dream, having a sake cellar. Um, or I'll tell you... I'll tell you, I need I need I need help clearing mine out. So if you're if you're struggling with your New Year's sake plans, Cindy, come out and pay us a visit. We'll we'll we'll, we'll take I'll care. Do we, some we take care of the seller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Excellent. Yeah. All right, beautiful, beautiful. Well, no, thank you so much. Yeah, both of you for for sharing your thoughts. I hope it, I, I think I'll give everybody a few few things to think on, a few ideas uh, for this year's holiday. Uh, I wish you both. Uh, we still we still got a little ways to go. We still got to trek through a little bit more before we get to lounge time uh, for the holidays and New Year's. But uh, yeah, safe travels to you both. Have a very happy, healthy uh, holiday, and we'll, we'll we'll catch up here before we before we disappear from absolutely. the end of the year. But absolutely, yeah. Thanks for thanks for checking in with me this evening. I've got Rebecca Wilson-Lai and I've got Mr. Shuso Umada on the line. Uh, we've been making the rounds and I've just been going around to the team, just trying to get ideas for holiday drinks, uh, for what, however it is you celebrate this holiday season or however it is you decide to um, you know, interpret the holiday season. Um, it's for a lot of people, it's an opportunity to slow down a few clicks. It's an opportunity to gather um, with a more diverse range of people and maybe people you don't get to see all the time, to spend a little more time, to open a few more bottles than maybe you do in other times of the year. And so, you know, we're all here in Japan. So we're obviously, we're a little more closely tied to certain, you know, occasions and rituals and things that come along with this time of year. But, you know, everybody kind of has their own um, go-to um, rituals or things that they like to, that they like to sip on or things that they like to integrate into, into this season. And so I just, I just thought it would be kind of fun to get a few ideas from the team, whether it's things that they go to annually uh, as part of their holiday routine or something you've got set aside for this year that you can't wait to, to open with, uh, with a special group uh, when you get a chance to get together. And yeah, I just kind of wanted to collect uh, everybody's uh, ideas and uh, suggestions or experiences and hope it might uh, maybe inspire a few of our listeners uh, over uh, over the holidays and so I don't know Rebecca how about how about you what's your uh, do you have anything special set aside for for this year what's your what does your holiday season look like and well, my holiday season looks like well first of all the first important holiday for me and you know, based on my upbringing as a New Zealander with a strong um, influence from European culture, Christmas is an important day for us. Um, and what it means for me is images of um, barbecued seafood in the sun with my family. Um, obviously, New Zealand's Christmas is summertime, and it's a time that we all gather together, we get all the family together, and we bring plates of our favorite food. My dad charges up the barbecue and there's lots of um, lobster, home smoked salmon, um, lots of seafood. And of course, there's the traditional ham that he'll that someone will cut at the end of the day. Um, it's usually a very relaxed lunch. And um, I still, even though I haven't 
I've lived in Japan for almost two decades now. Christmas Day is still a day that I want to have smoked salmon and lovely seafood and celebrate it um, with a special sparkling. Because in the morning in New Zealand, my dad would always make, um, bring me a glass of champagne to um, you know, start opening the Christmas presents with. And so I will start my Christmas Day like lunch or dinner with a lovely sparkling, sparkling sake. And over the last couple of years, this genre has really been um, improving so much in terms of the quality and the consistency, but also the techniques used have also been um, improving vastly and so we're getting some really dynamic sparklings on the market and one of my favorites and one that I will be drinking this uh, Christmas is by Shichiken which is made by Yamanashi Meijo in uh, Yamanashi Prefecture which is ironically um, one of Japan's grape growing and winemaking um, regions so it seems logical that they would also be very um, good at producing a sparkling varietal of um, sake um, so I'm really looking forward to having that because usually on Christmas Day, I am not eating Japanese food. I'm eating more European style food and the sparkling sake with its bright crisp acidity tends to cut through like some of the light cheeses or light seafoods that I would be um, eating on Christmas, Christmas Day, Christmas lunch. I will, I will also be probably um, enjoying one, I, I call them sort of old school, new school style sake. So um, a sake that's made with traditional techniques, but it's got maybe a more modern flavor profile, one that we'd maybe we would associate with wine. So something that's got kind of a juicy, sweet, umami richness, but a crisp um, citrus-like acidity. Um, one of those um, modern labels, I will probably be drinking. Um, you know, I can I can name lots of brewers that, in, that are producing that kind of sake, but Probably one that I would go to is actually a Hiroshi, which is the autumnal release from Senkin, who um, are um, a brewery in Tochigi Prefecture. And they make a, a sake that has got a, almost like a wine-like character to it. Um, so that's really good with smoked salmon. So I'm definitely, I, I'm definitely looking forward to my Christmas lunch this year. Very cool. Pop, pop the bottle of uh, sparkling to share with everybody and then have that have that bottle of choice to kind of nurse on throughout the uh, throughout the afternoon and the evening. And very good. So, Yamada-san, do you um, have, do anything special on Christmas Day or whatever around the sort of winter time? Well, do you have it? Well, I, I'm, I'm open to every kind of sake, basically. But when it comes to, you know, choosing my own sake, I'm pretty conservative, I would say. So I usually uh, drink okanzake for the whole year, even in the summer for my uh, family uh, foods. And I, you know, when, when I, uh, I'm given a good sake or when I buy myself a good sake, exceptionally, I uh, uh, drink some cold sake or uh, flavored sake or you know aromatic sake type type of thing uh, but in that way I'm quite stubborn but um, I if I recommend uh, one sake which I uh, extraordinary like would be a nigori variation and I you know I I, I don't 
like nigorizake to drink it by itself but if you drink it casually it becomes a very good cocktail i would say uh if you put some ice in it and some dilute with some soda it becomes a very nice cocktail very refreshing and easy to drink so i enjoy drinking that very much and and i you know um it's good to uh drink uh instead of beer you know may, maybe maybe the, the 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 one surprising character of the nigori is that it's it pairs pretty good with a citrus flavor so if you put some orange juice or a lemon or use a flavor in it, it becomes a very good cocktail. You know, you, you almost forget that it's a it's a nigori sake made from rice. For example, I uh, I went to uh, visit a bar called Esujiro uh, in Shibuya last Friday with my colleagues. And there I was recommended one uh, cocktail, which is called karpis soda without karpis. If if everybody knows what kalpis do do the do, 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 do the people outside of Japan yeah, what kalpis is it's it's kind of like a sparkling milk it's like a sparkling milky yeah. drink that's that's drunk in Japan it's got a lot of like lactic like a, it's like a it's like a flavor. lactic cola kind of in a way <laughs> like mm. that's true that's true and you know it it tasted like kalpis but it turned out that it's made out of kikuhime nigori. Nikikuhime cloudy sake with a orange flower water added. So, you know, nigori sake can be changed very, very good way, in a, in a very good way, which you can really enjoy for drinking for, you know, uh, something different. I was actually going to, when we were, were sort of thinking about things we're going to discuss, one of the other points that Justin mentioned was, you know, this time of year, we gather with friends a lot. We have um, in Japan, well, overseas as well, we gather at the end of year. In Japan, it's called Boninkai, like the end of the year gathering party. And um, there are lots of little casual get togethers with people. And it's a really great time to get together and have a casual meal. And one of the sake that like the, the kind of sake that I tend to order or bring to a home party um, would be this time of year, anigori sake, because brewers are just starting their brewing for the year. Their, their, their first releases of the year are being made. And generally those tend to be the nogori sake um, styles come out first. And it's really perfect timing because usually we're eating, it's getting colder and the food's getting richer. So nigori sake is actually really, really great for pairing with meats. Um, on Christmas, if you like to have like salamis and uh, or, or ham or those kinds of cured meats, nigori's acidity is great for pairing against that. Um, also, we have a lot of nabe or like stews, and nigori is also really, really great with, um, with those kinds of dishes. Um, so actually, nigori, that's a great recommendation. This time of year in Japan, they are they're coming out quick and fast. And it's a great opportunity to try them young and fresh with um, your winter food. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I don't have any, my reasoning for choosing it doesn't necessarily have anything 
to do with the food that I'm selecting or eating, but I, for some reason, tend to also gravitate to nigori and nigori style sakes this time of year. I think part of it is because of the reason you just mentioned. And then the other part of it is, I don't know, it's, there's something about it that just feels like, an, it just feels at home in the, in the setting. And I, I don't, I wish I had a better way to explain it, but it's the type of thing that, you know, I might have, you know, a glass of or something occasionally throughout the year, but it, at a, at a comfortable, cozy gathering, it's something that I feel like just having on the table and being able to just um, return to throughout the day or the evening. It just, it just feels very at home. Mm -hmm. It's very approachable and it's really food friendly. And I like cheese as well, like blue cheese and a nogorizake is fantastic. Dried fruits, you were talking before about like citrus being a good pairing mm -hmm. for nigori. Like if you've got some nuts and some dried fruits, that's also a really nice food drink. It's really easy. It's the kind of sake you could pour into, into a big mug um, and just slowly sip on watching television or a movie mm -hmm. or, or whatever you're doing. But I mean, so I've spoken about Christmas, but of course there's another very, very big celebration in Japan which is Oshogatsu or the new year um, holiday which is in Japan far more important than Christmas day which is mostly date night and eating Kentucky fried chicken for some reason that came, that came <laughs> but, up in another um, conversation yeah. as well yeah <laughs> yeah so um, I have a different selection for Oshogatsu because that's a special day and it's the the time of year which is really really important and it's become important for me more important for me now as I've lived in Japan for longer because it's when I can be with my family of friends and we will go to the, the, the temple and we'll pray and, and all of those things we do together and we'll eat soba noodles and all of the traditional things that you do together. And on that day, it's really a day of being very grateful. So I will take some really special sake. So I'll take sake that is either um, something from a brewer that was very special to me or mm. close to me. But I was thinking about it, thinking, how do I select? And actually, I realized usually it's my one chance in the year to use the sake that's sent to me as a seasonal present. Now, maybe our viewers don't know, but in Japan, we have a gift giving culture where twice a year, companies and friends will send each other um, presents as for thanks for their ongoing support um, in summer and that's called Ochugen and at the end of the year which is called Osebo and I am being very fortunate to receive lovely sake from um, brewery friends and this is the sake that I really want to take the time with a group of people to enjoy because it's been sent to me with um, a lot of love and a lot of care and I want to drink it in that kind of environment so that's what I will be drinking on New Year's mm -hmm. Eve. As you mentioned Rebecca, New Year's Day is a very very special day for for us Japanese so we you know it's really important to choose which sake to start with the start with the, the, the new year you know so it's it's different every year, but it's it's a very 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 important celebration for us. And, and in Japan, it's it's I think for a lot of people, it's one of the very few, if not the only, short period of time where you actually really get to mentally both 
check out and check in, you know, check out from all of the other burden burdens and thoughts and stresses that follow you kind of throughout the rest of the year. And at the same time, check in with all of the special and important people that you wish you had more time with throughout the year, but don't necessarily all the time. And so that just, the second that you're able to sort of slip into that, that mindset and into that space, all of a sudden the, 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 the types of things that you want to sip on and, and share with people, all of a sudden it just, it's, you, you almost lose the power to choose. It almost chooses you at that point. It's, kind of, it's just really, it's really a really special time of year. Yeah. That, so, and somehow that, that's the day when most of the Japanese people feel that they're, that we are Japanese. So it's, it's, it's the, the, the biggest season. It's the biggest demand of the, the sake season. Right. I actually did an, an unscientific survey um, today um, as I was out and about and asking my Japanese friends, um, my Japanese teacher, um, my hairdresser, my nailist, like asking them about Oshugatsu. Because at this time of year, when you meet everyone, it's like, how's the weather? And oh, what are you doing for New Year's? And usually everyone's going back to their home. And so you get to have a conversation about their hometown and usually what kind of um, New Year's food, the mum or the aunties, because generally that's who's making it prepare. And um, all of my close, you know, friends are in Dasaki, but people like my hairdresser and my nailist and things are, are younger people. And so I was really curious to hear their opinions. And they said, well, it's the, actually the one time of the year when we will drink sake. It's, you know, the, my uncles will all bring some sake. And I was just speaking to someone earlier and she said, oh, I'm from Nagano. So of course we will have Nagano sake um, at home at at every New Year's and when speaking to other people from different regions and say oh well of course we'll have Osaka you know Osaka or Shigasake so actually that was another really lovely thing is that when you return to your hometown there it's a real celebration of home and that's when regionals that's actually one of the really that connects people to their region Sake mm -hmm. connects people mm -hmm. to their region yeah you're very true yeah, yeah. And so, of course, we had a conversation about, so, well, um, what sake are you going to be drinking? She's like, I don't know, my uncle's always <laughs> organizing. So I'm like, okay, well, next time take a photo <laughs> and send it to me so I can tell you what you drank. But, um, but it's, it's great because I think um, she said, you know, I couldn't, she said, I couldn't think of drinking anything other than sake on that day because it is, as you say, a very important day for Japanese people. And it's a day where we do have one chance to be Japanese and to celebrate our culture. So that was really lovely. Is it, right? And then because everybody, I, I, that is that kind of the one day that it really is such a shared experience, the idea of opening a bottle of sake, whether or not you're the one doing it, it's something that's generally happening, you know, and it just feels very close to home. And so then, you know, a lot of people are on the receiving end of, of visitors, right? They're traveling to visit family or whatnot. And so that's what, it makes it a lot of fun to then select a bottle of sake to take to visit people because everybody's so appreciative of of it. And for a lot of people, it's the only opportunity, maybe not the only opportunity, but the only time where they actually sit down with a bottle of sake or one of the very few throughout the year. So to be able to introduce something new into that, into that space and into that experience often tends to really, I find it really resonates with people because it's something they never have the chance to come in contact with otherwise. And so. Well, this, this is something that I wanted to um, talk about with you all as well, because one of the other points was um, we are going to people's, unusually we're going to people's houses this time of year because for people outside of Japan, 
they might not realize we don't tend to just drop by people's houses <laughs> and have dinner it's well not in the cities anyway um but if you're going out to you know visit someone or go somewhere and you're going to take some sake with you um what kind of sake would you take and I was thinking I always take a kind of range I probably take three bottles four is bad luck um never take four bottles um so I'll take three or five sake depending on how much baggage I've got and I'll take like the 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 one to put on the table and drink all night which is probably a honjozo um a, a really solid honjozo or a, you know good junmai anything is that's I've had recently and enjoyed is fine everyone will like it everyone will appreciate it um probably something unique something that's a talking point you know something that's a little bit um an unusual maybe flavor profile or unusual technique that might um, be an interesting thing to chat about around the table and then something which is a bit more special um, which people can maybe enjoy the aroma or the flavor of with this with you know the end of the meal or something so that's generally what I what I take with me how about how about you guys oh boy. how about how about you Imara-san what's your what's your new year's well sake sake experience well, well, when it comes like. to shogatsu as yeah. my in my position i have to you know can't help mentioning about otoso here did anybody mention about otoso before not really did, it came did, up did just very very briefly is? in one yeah <laughs> okay Oto, otoso is a very very traditional uh drink for for the new especially for the new year from edo period they they drink a sake called otoso for, for the new year, which is, you know, the, the recipes are different, depends on depends on the family, but it's usually made with a, in my case, I, I usually made it with meeting and we soak some herbs in it. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, at, at this time of the year, they sell uh, Otoso mix kind of thing at the supermarket or liquor store. So you you just buy it and soak it and drink it. it it's a it's a tradition and it's it's a ceremony for the for the. For well, the first day. one one of the sakes that I like to drink in the New Year period, though I'm not sure if it's traditional or not. I do know it's a it's a cold remedy, mm -hmm. but it's it feels like. And um, the European eggnog um, that we enjoy in the northern hemisphere during Christmas and winter, um, it's tamagozake, mm. which is a kind of a cocktail, I suppose, a hot cocktail, mm. which is um, an egg that's whisked with hot um, and slowly mixed in with um, hot sake. Mm. And it's either flavored with honey or sugar, but I actually prefer using honmiden mm. um, as the sweetening agent. And you can add a little bit of nutmeg or spices if you want to make it more European style mm -hmm. or just as it is for Maybe you can traditional add some Japanese cinnamon drink. in it. Yeah, yeah. And that is really delicious. That's a really lovely thing to, to drink on a cold day, especially if you're in a snowy area yeah. <laughs> during the during the holiday season. And then do, do that up with some nigori and you've got your own sake style eggnog right there. Right. Well, the, <laughs> the other thing and a completely different, a different sort of flavor yeah. realm is... Um, we we're talking about nigori before being, you know, the first part of the first releases from breweries. Um, if I am drinking at home, um, I'm probably tending to 
get through some of the shiburitate or the new season releases that are coming out because I've got a very good sake shop in just down the street from my house, which is actually the reason I moved here 12 years ago. <laughs> um, so every every week they've got a new selection of shiburitate coming in. And so I'll go and buy a bottle and just have it in the refrigerator and slowly you know, get through yeah. I really love them. They're immature. Um, they're, they're young and they show all this like bright potential. Mm. They're not particularly complex, but they're just fun. And um, again, sort of like a new gori, something that's just approachable and easy to drink. Um, and also they've got a brightness to them, a bright acidity to them, which is, which is great for pairing with various foods. So I'd also really recommend that because they're only around for a short amount of time and drinking them when they're fresh out is just one of the luxuries of living in Japan. So, yeah. Shiboritate is another very, very special drink for the season, I think. Very good. Wonderful. So the other thing I was thinking about was, for me, it's that you don't talk about sake in, in a vacuum. Yep. Sake... Mm -hmm it's connected to food place people yeah. the seasons you know and so that's why our conversation has been how it is talking about what we do and where we go yeah. and what we usually eat because that's sake yeah absolutely absolutely and so like for me where i'm at i'm on the east uh, coast a bit east of tokyo out on the boso peninsula out here and where we're at this time of year so it's not like you're talking about the the booty and the 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 crab and that stuff that's not really there's not so much of that around here so me i don't associate the season so much with going out it's more what's closer to home so for us it's taco it's octopus it's mm -hmm. uh, iwashi mm -hmm. um around this time of year and we end up usually spending a lot of time outside in the cold but grilling and barbecuing things and so getting local fish and just kind of sitting outside and grilling and barbecuing and then sakes that go along with that you know, something that, you know, I'll usually take something that's like you said, just something, uh, just a straightforward, just kind of dry straight up Jumai and just something to kind of sip on out there as you get later into the afternoon that cools off. I'll just place a little something right on top of the grill with everything else that's grilling and warm it up. Um, you know, and just kind of sip on things throughout the afternoon. Um, and then it's, you know, it's just that day or those couple of days because there's people kind of coming and going just to kind of, before the day starts, just take kind of uh, a selection of bottles and just kind of just kind of set them out and have them there <laughs> to 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 gaze over at occasionally and sort of ponder as the as the afternoon and evening progress progresses and be able to just kind of dip into things here and there is um, yeah it's just a nice way to add a little bit of um, kind of undulation through throughout the day as as, as those days just kind of to drag on to kind of. In, in the in a good way in the best way possible so i'm, I'm booking my train to come on out come on out <laughs> I, I just found, I, just, I, just, I just found out you bring three or five bottles to your to any gathering so you're you're on my next guest list for sure <laughs> readers out there where are I mean, readers <laughs> listeners out there um wherever you are you know what kind of sake um do you enjoy this time of year um based on the kind of food that you eat, the kind of celebrations that you have and the environment that you're in or the people that you're surrounding. Yeah. I mean, drop us, drop us a comment um, yeah. and let us know what you're doing because that's, it's really interesting knowing what our community's getting up to this time Absolutely, of year. Right. And everybody, especially this time of year, people have so many traditions and things that they go back to, you know, and those strong associations really, you know, those experiences really, really resonate and really inform the things that you tend to find, you know, enjoyable. And so it's sometimes it's challenging to, to 
integrate something new into, into that scenario. Cause you have so many things that are, you know, deeply ingrained and, and really, really special, but it's a, you know, like I said, it's a fun opportunity and a good time of year to, to share and explore those things as well, too. You can kind of stretch yourself just a little bit and, 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 and share in that experience with people. So, and to, and to be grateful for every year, the nation's brewers, the <laughs> rice fields, the farmers, and the culture that allows this to happen every year. Mm. That's what I'm always, that's what I always pray about when I, I'm not a religious person, but I pray about that every year. <laughs> Absolutely. All, all our livelihoods depend on it on, on many levels, on many levels. Yeah. Very good. And it's Thank natural you. to feel that way. That's, you know, this time of the, the year. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Gratitude, thanks and hope for the future. Yeah. Give yourself the, the time and space to be able to, to be able to, yeah, to, to find, to find that space for that, that appreciation with, with special people. So, Excellent. Well, whatever's in your glass, I hope everyone has a wonderful yeah. holiday season. Happy, healthy season. And uh, we'll look forward to, uh, well, raising a few glasses in, in the new year as well, too. We'll, 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 we'll have to, um, we've got a little bit more time before we have to ponder that one, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll make a it A couple through. of glasses, <laughs> a couple of glasses or three or five Right. Bottles, well, whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do the math, whatever's, whatever, whatever works for you. Excellent. Uh, Imana-san, Rebecca, thank you so much for taking time here. You both have a very happy and healthy holiday and we'll talk to you again here in the new year. Thanks, Justin. Thank you, Justin. All right. Good evening. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Please do go ahead and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts or whatever service it is that you are enjoying Sake on Air on from. If you're looking for a late holiday gift for the team here at Sake on Air, this would indeed be a good one. And go ahead and contact us with any thoughts or feelings you've got about the show. You can follow along with us over on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at at Sake on Air. Again, we'd really just like to wish all of our listeners, followers, fans, and supporters, both new and old, a very happy and healthy holiday season. However it is you may choose to spend it and wherever it is you may be tuning in from. We will be back with just one more episode to close out the year in a couple of weeks. But until then, a very happy holidays and festive kampai to all of you from the team here at Sake On Air. <laughs>